What up, y'all? You're listening to the Gabacho Borracho U.S. Soccer Talk Podcast with your host, Thomas Miller and Corey Adair. Your go-to podcast for gambling on soccer and hot, hot, hot U.S. men's national team takes. Take it away. Go, go, USA! Gratefully claims it. Distribution. Brilliant. Landon Donovan. Or if things on here for the USA, can they do it here? Cross. And Dempsey is denied again. And Donovan has scored. Oh, can you believe this? Go, go, USA! Certainly through. Oh, it's incredible. Right, and welcome back to Gabacho Borracho U.S. Uh, Soccer Talk Podcast. Uh, my name is Thomas Miller. Um, on Twitter, I am at Don Thomas Miller. As always, uh, we have Corey Adair, who is DJ Corp 07. Dan Angel, who is Dan Angel with two L's and the number 11. At Dan Angel, two L's, number 11. Um, we want to remind you, as always, uh, to follow Koto Cappers if you are not. I mean, I'm not sure how you found the podcast, like I always say, but like, if you if you're still not at Coda Cappers, um, they also have a website. Uh, or we also have a website, um, <laughs> CodaSportsCappers.com. Um, and then uh, this uh, particular show does have a Twitter as well. Um, at G is in Greg, B is in Burhalter, USA Soccer Pod. And then there is also an email account that we can email, that we can be emailed, and you guys can talk directly to us. And that is gbsoccerpod at gmail.com. G as in Greg, B as in Burhalter, soccerpod at gmail.com. So uh, after all that, how are you guys doing today? Good. Had a nice cast on the Premier League today. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, and... I went, after going 0-2 yesterday, I went 1-1 one one today, but the one play I hit was, you know, damn near plus 200, play of the day, back on track. Uh, I mean, I'll put it this way. We didn't even talk about midweek prem last week, and I didn't even realize it until, until fucking Sunday night, you know? <laughs> and then all those games came up. There was only one game that entire slate of the, today and yesterday where both teams didn't score. And I noticed yeah. that every team in the first day on, on Tuesday, both teams scored on every match. So today I did the both team score parlay for almost plus 200. Bada boom, bada bing. Let's go. Let's go. Yep. It's going to be, it's going to be super interesting because like they are going to kind of compact these games because they have to just for the calendar. It's not going to run super long uh, champions league finals, like the first week of June. So it's like only three weeks extra when we have that huge world cup break in the middle and so it'll be really it'll be really interesting to see like uh tired legs or whatever you want to call it rotation that's the other thing nobody really rotated in this midweeks window there was a couple teams that maybe rotated one person otherwise the majority of the lineups were starting 11s maybe one person maybe an average of 0.75 people per team like first per side rotated like it was primarily strong starting 11s so mm-hmm. it's going to be interesting to see what happens with a three-day turnaround, and then you got Champions League group stage coming up, what, next month? Or, like, in a couple weeks? Oh, no, 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 no. Next week. Yeah, next week. Dude, week. things are just going to start getting really, really fun. Like, yeah, 
in all honesty, Spurs hasn't been very Spursy yet. They're about to get super Spursy. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So Dan, what what uh, what uh, bet did you hit this or today? Um, so my play was Arsenal and Aston Villa to go over two and a half, which marks eleven straight times when they've played at the um, Emirates that 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 on those teams have combined for at least three goals. So it was getting a little bit worrisome um, near the end there, but Arsenal came up big for me, so it worked out. Yeah, uh, the only Premier League play that I played today was uh, my guys, uh, West Ham at home versus Tottenham. I played them double chance, combined it, which is only like minus 145 on its own. I could have just played it. And I played it with uh, something I thought was super safe, Liverpool, money line. And it took until the 97, 98th minute. Oh, 90 plus seven, baby. 90 plus seven, last seconds of the match. Enough to get Jurgen Klopp out, fist bumping everybody and looking – Looking like Ted Lasso out there, you know, just just all about it. Everybody all about it at Anfield. That was awesome. That was awesome to see. Dude, that game was pretty funny. Like uh, Newcastle scored win like 20, 20 minutes in, something like that. And they went yep. straight CONCACAF. Like they started just laying down on the floor, cramps, uh, head injuries, guys looked like they were dying and then, as soon as the medical team came up, they ran off. And uh, and what it ended up being was, uh, uh, I'm not sure who it was, but one of the, the Newcastle defenders um, on one of Liverpool attacks, they, it wasn't a it wasn't an uh, on, odd man attack, but I mean, they were all pinned back in their two lines. And uh, he went down, and uh, I believe they gave five minutes of extra time. But because he was down for so long, that's why the game kept going on. So the, the goal comes. <laughs> the entire the entire sideline for for Newcastle is just beyond themselves, right? That the 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 whistle should have been blown. You gave five minutes. We're already into 97, 98 minutes. And Klops is kind of sitting there, you know, with a smirk that's saying, You guys have been wasting time since the first half, you know. Yeah. It's been pretty wild. And then uh, in the West Ham game, um, uh, the Coys got completely dominated. Really, there were two or three really, really strong West Ham goal opportunities after the, the match was already one-to-one. There was one in particular where the ball was just rolled into right about the penalty spot, and Emerson, who came over from, I believe, Everton, and uh, our, our newest signing, um, Paqueta, like, they both just, like, I'm gonna let the other guy take it, and the ball just like rolled through him. I mean, but they're both they're both been in camp like less than a week, so eventually one of them's gonna know like you take it or I take it, you know. And so I'm uh, no longer on like suicide watch with West Ham. I think I think they have a very very strong side. They're I still like the uh, top six finish, top four finish is is maybe possible. We'll see. The top teams have looked really, really great this year. And um, uh, I guess we're, we're talking about new signings. Uh, it kind of brings us into the uh, transfer deadline. will expire at some point, I believe, tomorrow. Uh, traditionally, it is the 31st of August, but it's already the 1st of September in Europe. At this point, when we're recording, 
Um, I, I think it's extended. I, I want to say it's like, I don't know. It, it depends per the league, but like most leagues, some point tomorrow afternoon in, in, uh, in all the American time zones, the transfer deadlines will be um, wrapped up. And since this is kind of an um, United States men's national team show, um, we've had a bunch of guys transferred already. Uh, a couple of the last couple guys that there was some uh, kind of drama about that uh, um, where we were waiting to see where they would go or if they end up going anywhere are um, two of our probably arguably our two best players, Sergino Des and Christian Pulisic. Pulisic is not happy with his playing time at Chelsea. Um, Sergino Des has just been completely written off by Barcelona. Um, and then some late breaking news here this afternoon while these games, I think it was like, it was when these games were going on, right? It was like around 10, 10 o'clock in, in Europe uh, when the, the games are finishing up. Uh, it looks like Sergino Des is going to need to sign with AC Milan. Um, so it's a, it, there is, you know, whatever propaganda that teams didn't want Sergino Des. Doesn't seem yeah, true. I mean, hold on, real quick. This is this is you know we talk about the. I mean, it's it reminds me of a brothel in Game of Thrones, the transfer rumor talk. Like I I really think that that's the closest description. It's just it's this grimy. Mm-hmm. It's it's just it's disgusting. It's 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 awful to pay attention to. I hate it. <laughs> it's gross. It's grimy. It's cheap. It's just it's ugly. It's really really ugly. Mine, that, and that's, that's what it reminds me of. But a verified account on Twitter that follows soccer did say that he was going to AC Milan. He's kind of the only person that said it. So, you know, until AC Milan's verified Twitter account comes out and says it, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. Right now I'm leaning that it is. I'm leaning that AC Milan has the money for it. I did text it out to Logan, and he said that that was a great idea, and he loved it. He, you know, he told... He told us that he's high on AC Milan to repeat this year. So this was a piece that they were missing. He said it fits. It makes sense. From a U.S. men's national team perspective, I like this move, especially if they're going out to buy him at a decent value, you know, then then they plan on playing him minutes. You know, they're in Champions League. So they've got to have a squad rotation. So even if he only plays 50% of the minutes or 40, even by, you know, bad scenario he plays 40 35 percent of minutes it's enough minutes to take him to Qatar and and or cutter whatever and play him most minutes <laughs> you know like it's it's enough to keep him in form well enough and I, and we need that mm-hmm. right now we need that mm-hmm. dan do you still have up the terms of the deal that you were looking at um so i don't have it up in front of me right now but um i saw that <clears throat> it's reported to be a one-year loan and then Milan will have the option to buy for the next four years so and apparently there's another report um, from a verified account that said Inter tried to sign Nom Desk today as well and offered the same transfer fee and Nom wages as Milan but he chose on Milan so again I don't know if that's true either but if it is that could make for a very interesting um, derby match when those teams face each other. Which is Saturday, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. Well, that yeah, I mean, that's probably won't be a, a part of it. Like, if, if I was going to compare right. uh, the transfer window rumor mill, Corey, like uh, we both have ex- 
Hispanic wives, like when our wives go out and talk to like the neighbor that is like <laughs> also Hispanic and they're just like they're supposed to put her, the kids, the they're supposed to be putting the kids to bed in five minutes and 55 minutes later, they're still sitting there talking to them. Yeah. And they're just like, just, you know, like, oh, I heard she went with this guy. And then, you know, it's just like, oh, that, you know, that, this that, person. Oh, I know that person. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This guy. Yeah. And I think that's really what it is, is a lot of a lot of a lot of. I wouldn't even call them accounts. I like legitimate soccer media in, in a lot of different countries in the world. will just put out things I, Mexico. Mexico is super guilty of that all the time. There'll be a guy who scores or a, a guy gets like three goals in, who was playing on America or something. And then it'll be like, like, Oh, this dude is destined for Real Madrid or Barcelona. And then Narcia come to provision. And it's just like, come on. Like, what do we believe? English media is the English media. When I say English, I mean, England, this has not become a big thing in the United States. It's not, it's not Adam Schefter reporting. So-and-so is going to sign, you know, I mean, like, honestly, like, like you almost have to deke out the American football media or the, uh, yeah, the American football media like everybody, somebody reports it. There's like, you know, whatever, whatever the number is, six or 10 guys. And, and, and that's, that's what happens because they, they have legitimate resources in soccer. It's just like, literally, I think publications just make up some sort of rumor to either try to, you know, create some sort of momentum for something or just like create a story. And, and a lot of times we hear about them and then never happen, but yeah, it sounds like, well, I mean, <laughs> like we, I mean, we've seen stuff like that happen um, in college football with regards to realignment so many times over the last decade. Like I remember about, like I think right after um, Nebraska had finalized the move to the Big Ten, some random blogger in West Virginia started this rumor that Clemson and Florida State were going to go to the Big Twelve. And suddenly that's a story when there was never anything close to that. Like some people will throw up whatever they can and see if it sticks because on the chance that they're right, like if they are right, then suddenly they have a huge following because they were the ones who got it right before anyone else, even if they just guessed or even made it up. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that's, that's still going on to this day. You know, they, they, after the USC and UCLA thing, because that came out of nowhere. Yeah, that, that truly came blindsidingly out of nowhere. I mean, there was yeah. only one little hint before it happened that it was going to happen, and that mm-hmm. was that the Big Ten took the Big Ten schedule off of the website after 2024 when right. it was already supposed to be set in stone. So then they're like, whoa, some, this is weird. This is weird. And we knew yeah. something was up. USC and UCLA were never, never even in anybody's minds. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, instantly, Oregon and Washington are confirmed people multiple verified accounts saying that this might happen or is going to happen or whatever. And then the big 10 comes out and says, no, we never asked them. Yeah. You know? So yeah, it still happens. It's, it's a grimy news feed. It's grimy. I mean, pretty, pretty much like the rule that I've always followed is you need at least um, two and probably three different sources reporting it. to really be able to trust it. And then sometimes in this day and age, the only time you really can trust it is when it's an official um, source like the Big Ten um, or the club themselves. So, like one one thing, um, one time I 
remember when I was covering minor league hockey in um, Eastern Iowa. So the Central Hockey League, there was a rumor that um, three of the teams in the league were going to either fold or jump ship. And the league actually went on their um, website. They had a map of all the teams in the league and they took like they just scrubbed Ohio and Indiana from the map because that's where those three teams were. And it was just like the shoddiest job ever, but it was on their site. So it was um, just an official thing. Yeah. And sometimes that's what passes for actual news these days. And it's tough to see. Yeah. The, uh, the LA times ran a story here a couple weeks ago about this guy. I want to get his name said somewhat correctly. I cannot say his last name, man. I'll give it a shot. Greg Flugauer, Flugauer, F-L-U-G-A-U-R. Any shots at that? Flugauer? Spell it one more time. F-L-U-G-A-U-R. Flugauer. 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 Flugauer, 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 one of those three. He yeah, says, he uh he's from Minnesota and he somehow saw the uh, contract talks going on between USC and UCLA and he and he posted it out and it's like that's that, in the weeds though man that's so in the weeds true he was he was already it's called gopherssomething.com it's kind of like one of those little gophersillustrated.com so i mean he was he's i maybe like a what a what do we call him, Dan? Um, beat writer? Yeah. Like a... Like a... Freelance beat writer? Freelance. I want to say yeah. free range. <laughs> yeah, I'd be a freelancer. He's, he's, <laughs> he's Peter Parker. Yeah. <laughs> he's, a, he's a chicken who can walk out of the coop. Yep. You can do whatever he wants. Yeah. But no... Um, but I mean, he broke the story. He broke the story, by the way. Yeah. US, the USC, UCLA going to the Big Ten story. You can look it up. I will send a link. I will post a link at something. And you can you can read the story. It's pretty interesting. It's it's kind of what Dan had mentioned, where it's just like people are just they hear something and then they want to go ahead and tweet it out or 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 post it or, or write a blog about it. Because if it is right, then it is, you know, a huge moment. And this is this is another example of it where this guy talked about this back in March. Gives me uh gives me that Netflix Manti Teo documentary vibes. Yeah, you should watch it if you haven't. No, I've watched it. I've, I've heard I, about it. Uh, well, no, the people the people that said, "Oh, we get random tips to stories, and we got to sift through it." Oh and, yeah 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 yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah yeah yeah. But no, uh, real quick, you know, we we we're talking about the brothel that is transfer talks, and. Uh, Ricardo Pepe is looking to get loaned potentially with an option to buy. I think I saw that with an air to VC side. I don't know how good of an air to VC side. Dan probably could speak on that here in a second, but he is linked there. And still there's it's mums. The word, the latest news from the brothel is that Pulisic will not be loaned out. Chelsea does not want to give them to anybody. Go, fu- go fucking figure that the ownership doesn't want to give them to anybody, but the coach won't play him. You know, not not significant minutes at least, but you know, I, he it looks like he's just trapped. He's just trapped. But even if he's not in physical form, I really think this is going to piss him the hell off before that World Cup. 
True. And you give them two British Isle teams to go out and fuck, fuck like <laughs> to, to fuck on, you know, like, like, let, let's go, let's go. He's going to have every motivation in the world to just tear and dice and slice, <laughs> cause, you know, force penalties, force fouls, do, you know, do whatever grimy, dirty work. He's going to be fresh. Yeah. It, it's going to be fun. Yeah. He'll be fresh and it's right before the winter transfer window uh, in January or, you know, whatever for the summer. I mean, if he has an amazing world cup, he's already super expensive, but I mean, his value goes up even more, you know? And I like mm-hmm. that he's fresh. Like I don't, I really don't want Chris Pulisic playing every single week. <laughs> he's going to get hurt. <laughs> We've seen it a million times before. That's and, fair. Um, I do want him. I do want him getting like um reasonable minutes, but you do make strong case some for keeping him healthy. It's it's, it's what he's been getting. If if you watch Chelsea games, he gets in seventy fifth minute. You know, mm-hmm. it's not a it's not a good run. A lot of time, it's it's like cleaning up the. I believe on the weekend, the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked. To, we were talking about it live on the uh, Twitter space. Uh, when they went down to 10 men, he ended up coming in in the second half, mm-hmm. kind of saw, saw the victory. They, I think they'd already gotten both goals before he came in. But what we did want to ask is all of us are going to take a stab at what the name of this um, um, Eredivisie? Eredivisie team is. <laughs> get mine first because I'm like, I'm the worst at this stuff. Hey, real quick, real quick, just random, yeah. random thought that I got to get out there. <laughs> Unison high five real quick. Everybody high five. High five right now. Right now. Boom. Trivia question. Only three motherfuckers that got it this week. <laughs> oh, yeah. Iowa State. Too easy. Dude, I, I really want to know who Northwestern's picks have been. I guarantee they're tied for like second or third. Yeah. There's no way. Anyways, anyways, I just, I when you said it, I was down to the same two teams. You went Iowa State, and I was like, Dude. "All right, let's go." And I, dude, I didn't even hesitate. Instant, instant. Yep, second. Yeah, yeah. Another one was kind of Rutgers, but it just seems like there's so there's just so many athletes. Bro, they put too many athletes out there. That whole yeah. DMV area, West Virginia, from West Virginia, Pitt to Virginia to Virginia Tech and Maryland, and and you know that whole area, Rutgers too. That whole circle. They they end up getting athletes like galore, individual athletes that just go. They just go in the first round. Oh <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. So Northwestern has 10 um 10 first round um picks overall. Are you serious? That's crazy. Yeah. Well, one, one of them was one of them was Otto Graham. Oh. So, was that University of Chicago though? No, University of Chicago is a totally different school. Okay, I thought for some reason I felt like like there was a school in it, it changed names to Northwestern. I thought no, University of Chicago used to be in the Big Ten along with Northwestern. Yeah, do you have the the entire list? Like I do. Who's second? All right, so Otto Graham was the first one in 1944. Vic Schwal um to the New York Giants 1947. Ron Burton Philadelphia 1960. Fate Eccles. Um, St. Louis, now Arizona, 1962. Kaz Banasek, um, 49ers, 1967. Terrible. Chris Hinton. <laughs> so Chris Hinton, actually, very solid um, 
um, lineman who was picked by Denver in 1983 and then immediately dealt to the Colts for John Elway. Ooh. It was part of that draft day trade, eh? Yeah. So Mm -hmm. basically, like, um, I don't know if you guys have seen the um, ESPN 30 30 for 30 from LA to Marino. Yeah. But so Baltimore's owner was just an absolute nutcase, Robert Ursay. So Dan Reeves, who was running the draft in Denver, is talking with um, Ursay and gets a sense that he likes Chris Hinton. So Denver goes ahead and drafts Hinton, but the whole time they're thinking, okay, we're going to take him and we're going to use him as um, trade bait to on the Colts to try to get Elway. There you go. That's anybody in the modern, anybody in, since I'm the youngest, anybody in my lifetime? Um, let's see. Uh, actually, yes, two, two players in the 2021 draft. So 2002, Napoleon Harris. Um, Defensive back. Uh, he was Harris um, was drafted as a linebacker. But there was wasn't there a defensive back that got drafted? Uh, yes, Greg Newsom. Then Newsom, that's who it was. Yep, yep. And the other two are Luis Castillo to the Chargers in 2005 and Rashawn Slater to the Chargers in 2021. Yep. Luis Castillo, offensive lineman? He might yep. be. Yep. A- no, no, defensive lineman. Defensive lineman. Yeah. Okay, okay. Right. That's dude. What 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 other podcast are you can get that information on? Come on. We just went through <laughs> yeah. the entire Northwestern. That's like a whole new level. I know. And I, I, I need to add one of my own friends from Mizzou um, who was a huge Northwestern fan and is also a huge um it, it was a huge Fulham fan. There um, we go. They're on my card this weekend. I got them too. Let's go. All right. So what's the game? Okay. Okay. It's just it's not really a game. It's just like it's just like something. It's just a question for you guys. If, if you, okay, if all things equal, like you get whatever amount of money that it would take to, to make you move somewhere with your family or whatever, they, they'll, they'll bring your family to do whatever. All things equal with money-wise, compensation-wise, insurance. Um, you get the same access to players. It's not like, uh, well, you, you can go, but you can't talk to Christian or something like that. Like you get all the access to players, all the access to coaches, all the access to the front office, like whenever they, whenever they do, if, if all things equal, which um, soccer club would you pick to cover, be a beat writer, travel around with them, live in the city? Um, and, and then also why? I mean, I can give my answer first if you want. Yeah, yeah go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Dude, okay, I would pick Mallorca. <laughs> and and my reasoning being is just look up if if you have access to the internet right now, look up Palma Mallorca. The first image that will show up on the Google search will like it will help you see why. I mean, uh, Mallorca I literally is... just wrote a blog about it 3 weeks ago. Oh yeah? Yeah. It's beautiful, for, um, right? For the Om Copa del Rey. Yeah, I mean it's like the most beautiful yeah, it's gorgeous. City that you can that you could even come across. I, I believe the islands that are like only like I don't I don't know how many miles they are off the mainland. It's not very far. No, it's not. I think I think they're called Las Palmas, something like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And uh I mean there's been a ton of movies, uh music video La Rosalia, just shot a music video there. Uh um many different movies have used that island. Like, I mean, could you just imagine? 
that's where you live. And, and then the other thing about Mallorca is that, I mean, they're probably never going to get to like Champions League. So, I mean, well, first of all, if they're in La Liga, the first division La Liga, which sometimes they are, sometimes they go down to League B, but like, uh, I mean, you still get to go to Barcelona, you get to go to Madrid, you travel around. If they were ever to get to something, it would probably be like the Conference League. And so that would be an opportunity to go to like, you know, like Finland or, <laughs> you know, like different, different places, you know, like that's kind of my idea of a ideal European vacation to begin with is just like something a little bit off the beating path. But I mean, just to live in Mallorca and get paid to like go and watch soccer and act like that's why the reason you're at Mallorca, like that, that would be my choice right there. All right. And so I was actually, and you kind of made me change mine a little bit, but not too much <laughs> because originally it was going to be like Valencia for very similar reasons. Mm-hmm. For very, I mean, it's right there. So the islands, are, the I, all those islands are right there for a day. Like you could just go there for the day. If you're, if you're in, if you're stationed, you know, posted in Valencia. But I'm gonna go a little bit different. I'll go a little bit more north. I'm I'm more of a, you know, cold weather person. Yeah, cold weather person. I'll go I'll go to Marseille <laughs> for a very very similar reasons. I don't want to be in Monaco. Don't want to be in a city state like that where the per capita wealth is so high that where my wages don't necessarily get me as far. I'd rather be in the country of France, but it's right there, and it's right on the coast. Give me Marseille. And and it's a club that's not going to get relegated. And in a decent year, they can compete for for you know Ligue And I yeah. really don't care, you know. Like I, I just go to these games and report about these teams, and then and then watch the prem and and eat snails. I guess. <laughs> they don't knock it. They're that's pretty good. I've well, had, love, I've had I a love, start going cruise ships before, and it's quite enjoyable. I love seafood, so I know I would like snails. I know I would. Yeah. Then you can give us the, the best perspective. Is it is it anything of importance at all to cover a good team? Or I mean, like if you're if you're just covering a terrible, terrible team, and I don't I don't expect you to name names or anything. I know you've talked about your experiences in Idaho, <laughs> but like I mean does that make a difference for you? Okay, so when you're when you're a beat writer, what you want is a team that's either in the mix for um, league honors or at the bottom of bomb league. What you don't want is mediocrity because nobody cares about mediocrity. So, what you would want if you're covering a soccer um, outfit is either someone who's going to be competing for like competing for um a European place or could find themselves from getting relegated. All right. And for me, I think I'd go Roma. Dude. Yeah, I think cool. Rome, I mean, A, you're living in Rome. I mean, Roma is gonna be in the mix for a European um, place, but it's not a guarantee. Like I would not want a team like Bayern because Bayern pretty much always wins. There's no drama there. Like, there's nothing interesting about a team that always does the same thing. So you want to be able to have interesting stories to write. And somebody like Roma, who is, who, when everything goes right, they could win the, win the um, Serie A. And 
when things go wrong, they could be in trouble. It's probably not going to result in relegation, but if it's a bad year, they could come close. So I think having a wide range of outcomes and a really cool city to live in would be ideal. Right. Yeah, I really like that pick. And like, wouldn't you like if you were covering a team like Byron, like uh, don't you almost become like uh, almost like an enemy of the team? Because like like you said, you have no interesting stories to write. So like anytime they lose, you almost have to like over exaggerate that they're that they lost or they lost and they drew one or something like that. I mean, I mean, yes and no, because like with a team like that, if something goes wrong, they're going to criticize themselves before you even get a chance to like, I mean, there like, there's some, there's some coaches, some like a couple of the high school coaches that I've um, talked to who coach really, really good teams and they know it. Like they've, there've been times when I've talked to them after a win and they're just despondent because like they know, yeah, we won, but it wasn't a good performance. We can do a heck of a lot better. Like I, I had one coach in Idaho. So in Idaho, girls soccer, basically one of the one of the three schools in um, Pocatello Century was basically excellent at the time. One was good but not great, and on the third was just very weak. So the very the excellent team and the rather weak team were in the same league and would regularly play each other and there'd be times when the excellent team would win two to one and going up to their coach show him after the match his first words were that was a horrible performance by our team so like when the expectations are that high I mean, you really don't have to do all that much um, as far as criticism. No, I mean, yeah, I like all our picks. I like that they, um, they're they all from, like, the southern <laughs> southern Europe. Nobody was like, oh, I want to go cover, um, like, what's the northernmost English team? I don't even know at this point. Like Newcastle. Newcastle. Yeah, nobody wants to go there and where it's like 47 degrees. None of us want to go to the finish. None of us want to go to the finish league and eat Ludafisk in the winter. That's Norway. Was the second Whatever. No, <laughs> second pick, dude. <laughs> oh, no, dude. No, my, my, se- my second pick would probably be Fulham, actually. Where's Fulham at in England? In London. They're like two miles down the road from Chelsea. Oh, there you go. Yeah. I love so, that. I love that Fulham's playing Coys this weekend. But yeah, like I think Fulham would be very interesting because Fulham just keeps bouncing back between the Prem and the championship. So you're never going to run out of stories. And on top of that, Fulham is overshadowed by Chelsea, of course. So there's always going to be that um, inferiority complex that creates a lot of um, intrigue. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, yeah, I mean, I mean, if, if even the coastal teams in like like Bournemouth, if I'm not mistaken, is Southampton too. Coast. Southampton. Yep. Yeah, but I mean, it's still it's still like not very warm, not beautiful. No, it's not. <laughs> yeah, I like that we all went to like a beautiful climate. You know, like another one for me would be like you know just doing what John Arnold does, where I would travel around Comcast nations and and be one of the most you know. You know, the guys that that cover a bunch of CONCACAF competitions, like I watch them. I don't hate them, you know, like 
I mean, it's not obviously, you know, the same level as, as any of the leagues that we mentioned, you know, I mean, it's not even the same level as the, the, the Finnish second league or premier league. I mean, (laughs) but I mean, at the same time, it's just, it's just such a different world. And, but it's also people that absolutely love soccer and, yeah, and, and, you know, it would be it'd be a good gig a good gig is what i want yeah. to say words are hard words are hard especially when they're too yeah long. <laughs> yeah one one thing i would like i would love to just go between countries and see a bunch of different matches like oh god i would love it yeah, yeah I, I mean sa- like sailing through the caribbean islands obviously we didn't get to see any soccer while we were down there but just island hopping through all those places would be so cool yeah no it'd be good like if 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 you found some some job dan where they're like go cover copa libertadores and like you just gotta like every tuesday wednesday thursday you're gonna like go to some other south american country and and watch a crazy so you you would end up actually probably going to like some type of south american city like a like a uh transportation hub type Mm -hmm. of place you know like a buenos aires or something yeah and yeah. cover two different teams over a three-day stretch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And it would be glory. That would be so much fun. Yeah. yeah. Now, did you guys see the PFT commenter from Barstool posted something that uh, so a guy there made him a drink, and it was that Argentinian tea that they they drink out of that weird metal straw, and it's got like all the oregano and shit in it. You know what I'm talking about? He's like, do 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 I need to be Wars, afraid? For- yeah, blood sugar and cholesterol allegedly. Well, it's it's yep, yelka or some shit. Yeah, it's you yeah. know you know what I'm talking about though. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. He's like, should I be afraid for my life? And when I saw it, I knew what it was. Yeah, you know, but I think that'd be so much fun. I yeah, th- that was my favorite thing about going to Honduras and actually going to a town where you meet people that really don't have any hope of leaving like this is their home and you're invited into their home Mm -hmm. yeah i mean that that was a really unique thing about um, going to places like cuba antigua barbados i mean it's just a totally different world Mm -hmm. yeah i mean i'm i'm living with people that are from jalapa nicaragua Mm. um their team just um won a playoff uh in like june to get to the first division of nicaraguan football Oh, wow. And yeah, I mean, whenever their game is, dude, like we, they, 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 they stream on YouTube. Like that's, that's, nice. I mean, nobody's blocking it. Nobody's like, no, 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 we need money off this. <laughs> so they're yeah. always available, but I mean, it's a huge deal to them. And mm-hmm. I mean, even that would be good. Just like yep. doing that concap champions league, dude. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be dope. Yeah. yeah that'd be fun. Yeah, I mean, hell, I'd go cover a U.S. Open Cup match. I mean, I, I've done USL championship matches, and they're fun. Give me beat writer for Union Omaha. There you go. There. Union has to leave. He was living South Sioux, drive down. Nope. Catch some flights. Go to Tulsa. Omaha. In Omaha for the night. Go travel the South. <laughs> get paid. Get paid the same. Probably the same amount of money I get paid now as a teacher. <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> 
Yeah. But uh, no, I've teased it a couple times. I'm excited. I'm excited for the board this weekend. I don't know about you guys, but I'm really excited about this board. What's up, everybody? It's me, Thomas Miller from the Gabacho Borracho U.S. Soccer Talk podcast and proud member of Coda Capper's Sports Gambling Network. Gabacho Borracho is honored to be sponsored by Betcoda Sportsbook. Betcoda Sportsbook is a South Dakota-owned and operated sportsbook located in the Midnight Star Casino in Deadwood, South Dakota, serving customers in the state. As you enter the Midnight Star, you are swept into the past with a grand staircase, stunning woodwork, and the elegance of a chandelier. They offer the best lines in Deadwood, so stop by and mention the Coda Capper Sports Gambling Network to receive a free Betcoda t-shirt. Guys, I've seen these t-shirts, and it's, you know, knowing that I could get one for free... It's making me want to drive there right now. Do I live six hours away? Yes, I do. But it's worth it. So make sure to swing by. Mention Coda Sports Gambling Network, and you will receive one of these sweet free t-shirts, Bet Coda t-shirts. As always, play responsibly. Must be 21 years or older to wager. Gambling problems or concerns? Call 1-800-522-4700. Now back to the show. All right, so I've already teased it. A couple times, but I'm going to tease it a little bit longer. That 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 match isn't until Saturday. But I do have a... So we're going to have to try to get this out soon enough. If not, I'll just tweet it, and it's not a big deal. But I do have a play for tomorrow, and I'm parlaying that with a play on Friday. I believe it's either... Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. I'm playing a Thursday, uh, Thursday play with a Friday play. And I'm going to take Lester and Man U over two and a half. Four out of the last five between them have gone over. Like four out of the last five head to head and individually for both have gone over two and a half. Now, the part that I'm worried about is that we talk about squad rotation. Both of these sides played primarily starting 11s midweek. So we'll see what happens during the weekend but I think it's early enough in the season yet to where legs are still good enough to where goals will get scored. Cause that's what we're seeing early. We're seeing more goals than, you know, what we get during schedule congestion time. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think, I think that these two teams, I think it's a two to one type of match. And in all honesty, man, you look good the last couple of weeks at Leicester. Vardy's healthy, right, Dan? I believe, I believe Vardy's healthy. I believe Vardy's been playing. That's good for a goal. All I need, all I need is a goal from each and then something, you know, something spectacular. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So over two and a half is minus 160. And then on Friday, I'm parlaying that with Dortmund and Hoffenheim, both teams to score. I'm going to, I'm going to try this. It's again, it's early in the season. Both teams have been scoring in Bundesliga. It, I mean, that one's minus 225. The over on Leicester is minus 160, but when you parlay them together, it's plus 134. I feel like there's a good chance that there's at least three goals in the first one and both sides score in the second one. Hoffenheim hasn't been shut out yet. I mean, the, pa- the past three matches between Hoffenheim and Dortmund have finished 2-2, 3-2, and 3-2. Yep. And let's see, both teams to score has hit 13 of the last 15 meetings. Yep, and it's early. Fresh yep. legs. Pressure legs. Yeah, I really like that play. <clears throat> so I got a couple. Also, um, one other thing: the two exceptions were both in the pandemic year. Ironic. 
So, yeah, when it's normal conditions, both teams to score has basically been a dynamite bet here. Right on. Um, so I got uh, I got a couple of Premier League plays that um, don't necessarily um, <clears throat> align with like a lot of history, uh, kind of history, but not history. And then also how the teams have been playing. The first one, um, 6.30 kickoff on Saturday morning in the Premier League. I'm going to take Liverpool to win, and I'm going to play that with both teams to score. I'm pretty sure just from what I've seen from Liverpool this year, they're going to give up a goal, be down one to zero, and they're going to come back, and they're going to win at least two to one. So uh, that combination is plus 165. Merseyside Derby. Derby. Merseyside. (laughs) All right. So for my my first play – I'm going to play a bit of a trend here and I'm going to go with Eintracht Frankfurt and Airbay Leipzig to draw simply because these teams draw with each other a lot. Their past eight meetings, six of them have finished all square. So I think there's a really good chance. I think on the under, um, under three goals um, at minus 115 is also a really solid play here, um, given that they also don't tend to score a lot. The past the past eight meetings, seven of them have been two goals or less. So my, my main play, though, is going to be taking the draw here at plus 265. There you go. I like that. Yeah. Um, all right, so now now I'm into Saturday in the Prem, and this is a bet that I have now hit twice in a row. Whether I hit the part the two leg parlay that it was a part of or not, I'm one and one on that. And all, since all my two leg parlays have to be plus money, that's still plus income, even though it's chump change at that point. Brentford, both teams of the score this week. It's Leeds at home. I, I just I think. Both teams in that situation are good to score a goal. I, I I think the lowest scoring opportunity in that match is a 1-1 draw. I think there could be four goals scored in it. I could see a 2-1 victory. I just don't... I see as long as there's a goal within 20 minutes, both teams end up scoring. It is how I feel about that. Um, and it's minus 155, so the juice is on that side. You know, like you got to drink the juice for that one. And then... Fulham plus one and a half against Tottenham. Tottenham, whatever. How the fuck you say these team names and players and shit? I don't really care. But Fulham versus Tottenham, right? Coys. What? Coys. Yeah, Coys. Fulham. Coys? It's the Coys versus the Coys, dude. Come on, get it right. Well, here's the thing. Fulham, for getting points, has been a fucking wagon this year. Fulham just to collect a point. Like Fulham not to lose. Fulham not to lose has been worth betting this year. So far, every match you've made money. And if you can get them at plus one and a half or minus 155, they just can't lose. They just can't have a multi goal loss, which they haven't done yet this year. They haven't even lost yet. Right. I believe, no, I believe they did lose one, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I just know that they're playing really, really good soccer right now. Really, they're playing really well. Uh, but when you parlay those two get two together, it's plus one seventy, 
when you take the both teams to score and Brentford leads and you take Fulham plus one and a half, it's plus 170. My next play, um, uh, West Ham displayed today a, um, a London Derby, and uh, they got another one here Saturday morning at 9 Central, 10 Eastern. Um, and it's at Chelsea. And <clears throat> so I got a couple of these. I, I will play – I think I'm going to play both of them. I'm going to sprinkle on the West Ham double chance at Chelsea um, with both teams score. One thing I think will happen um, is both teams will score. Chelsea just lost the other day to Southampton 2-1. to one. Um, They have uh, three other four games, both teams score. The only one that didn't have it was uh, when they lost 3-0 to zero to Leeds. Uh, United States men's national team leads United uh, and West Ham is good to give up a goal. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, I got a little sprinkle on that one at plus 290. It's maybe a stretch. Um, West Ham has some really good signings um, that have came Pizza. in. They're, they're still, they're still, you know, not super familiar with each other. Uh, we saw that today. Dude, they just signed what that's how you say his name, right? Paqueta? Paqueta, yeah. Paqueta, Paqueta whatever. But yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. Um, he just got he was like he just got out of the roster for what 36 hours ago. And then yeah. he played today. Yeah, they threw him right in there. They threw him right in there. And then they scored a goal. He didn't score. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah. no, he didn't. He didn't. No, I said they did. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they scored. They a goal. scored after they put him in. Um, yeah, it was it was before. But. Was it? Oh, my bad. My bad. My bad. <laughs> Sorry. Right. Right. But I know you You said that there was a lot of opportunities created once the subs came in. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There there was a chance to, to, to win. They should have beat Tottenham. Honestly, they should have beat the Coys. And uh, they didn't. But, um, I mean, they still got a draw. So, okay. Uh, I think uh, uh, drawing at Chelsea is is <sighs> – it's a bit of a risk, but if you want to make that risk and both teams score, because it could be something like one-to-one or something, uh, is at plus 290. The one I really, really, really love uh, is only plus 10, plus 110, uh, is uh, both teams score and over two and a half. Uh, this gives you that opportunity where Chelsea just kind of like uh, wrecks West Ham, but then West Ham still gets a goal at some point. Um and it's a little against what Chelsea's been doing, I guess. I don't know. Every every Premier League game has been over two over two and a half, and West Ham has been struggling to find the net. But I, I think I think both teams will score for sure. So I'm gonna play that one plus one ten. Both teams score and over two and a half goals. All right. So for my next play. I'm going to go elsewhere in the Bundesliga and I am going to back uh word of Bremen and um Bochum and I'm going to go um over two and a half. Actually, I think, I, I think I'm going to play that over three actually. So over three at plus plus one ten because these teams just are not playing any defense. I mean, Werder to their credit is actually putting putting in as many goals as they're giving up. They've put home 10 goals, which is third in the Bundesliga this year. 
but they've also given up 10 goals. So they've only ended up with one win and two draws out of um, four matches, despite scoring 10 and Bochum's defense has just been a nightmare. Granted, part of that is because they gave up seven to Bayern, but they've still given up a league worst 13 goals. So I'm thinking that both teams are going to, are going to put up um, some big numbers here. And yeah, I say over three goals plus one ten holds a lot of value. There you go. Very good. Very good. Very good. Corey, what do you got? Bud? All right. So I got three more plays. I'm piggybacking off the last one. I saved it. Fulham double chance plus one eighty. Okay. Just don't I lose. I mean, if they do lose, I don't. I really don't think it's by more than one. Right. You know, and, and so if I don't think it's by more than one, might as well sprinkle a little bit on the. On the fucking double chance and get plus one eighty on it, yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. And Dan is right; they they did lose to Arsenal. Remember, they uh, gave up the second goal there. Yeah, that's coming up in a second. Okay, <laughs> all right. So my next one, um, we got the Milan derby happening. I believe it is Saturday at eleven Central. Uh, so um, I'm going to go with the under two and a half. At, right now it's at even money. Um, it's uh, AC Milan is at home in this game. Uh, uh, Inter has had a bunch of goals in pretty much all their games. Uh, uh, they won three to one. They lost three to one. They won three to zero. They won two to one. Um, AC Milan, um, on the other hand, has been kind of struggling to score goals, uh, except for their very first game versus Udinese, where they they won four to two. <laughs> um, and then the uh, the the last few games um, in the series have had both teams not to score. Uh, last season, um, there's been a few overs, a few unders. I just I really think AC Milan's going to control the play, um, and so. I'm going to go with the under two and a half uh, on this at plus money. They all, they all played uh Syria played uh midweek as well. Um, they're still playing. They played today, a couple of them and they play tomorrow. I played yesterday. So I'm just going with that under two and a half plus 100. All right. This is based on just hoping that it goes well, but I'll throw in Union um, plus one and a half against Bayern. I mean, what's the, what's the odd? What's the juice? Minus one fifteen. Oh, beauty! Hey, this is that's a testament. That is a testament to what we've talked about with unders and stuff. You know, certain times, certain times you can find value, and you're saying that a team just can't lose by more than one. So you're giving them all three potentials, and they just have to not have a multi-goal score loss. I know. And you're getting minus 115. I know. And we're at home. And you're at home? Yeah. Yeah. Sign me up. <laughs> I'm just worried because we got our we got our butts beat in this fixture last year. And last year it was five to two Bayern in oh. in the fortress. They're the only Bayern and Dortmund are the only ones who have breached the fortress in it, um, the it, past two seasons. It could honestly be a terrible bet and you lose three to nothing. Right, it could it could end up being that, and that's fine. It could be five enough. Who cares? Who cares what the nothing is? Um, it's it's the value. 
Yeah. I'll bet that 10 out of 10 times. Yeah. I mean, truth, truthfully, I think the, um, I think if I'm betting with on my head and not on my heart here, I think the best play on the board is probably Byron and both teams to score. Cause I think, I think we can find the net. Like Byron's defense is certainly not invincible. And that's, that's plus 155 for that to happen. See, and this but, is where I just like the handicap because it could also be one nothing. Yeah, it could, it could, it could. I think, I think more likely the outcome is, I think um, more likely the outcome is going to finish two one to Byron. So I'll take a shot with the plus one and a half goals at home, and hopefully we can get at least something out of the match. But we'll see. I agree. I know, I know we're up against it this week. Yeah. I, I'm I'm not saying this is a bad pick. I just want to throw something out there that I just uh, now noticed. Um, Byron has played three road games, um, including the Polka. Um, <laughs> I know. <laughs> they scored 18 I, know, I know where this is going. 18 goals in their three road games. I know. Six to one versus Frankfurt, seven to Zero seven versus uh, Bokum, and then they played Victoria Cologne. Uh, yeah, here the other or today, I guess uh, five to zero. Yeah, the no. ca- the counterpoint to that is <laughs> Bokum is um probably going to be relegated, and yes. Victoria Cologne is I like are they even second Bundesliga? No, I've never heard of them before in my life. So I mean, oh. yeah, I think they're they're very low, but yeah, I mean. Byron for whatever reason. I mean, they just they just drew uh, Mochen Gladbach at home one to one. Gladbach always plays them tough. Yeah, they won a Wolfsburg uh, at home two to zero for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. They've been scoring a ton of goals on the road, but I don't think it's a bad bet. I, yeah, I'm, it's I'm because they've been playing very weak opposition on the road. Absolutely. So, yeah. yep, we're we're, de- we're definitely a step a couple steps above um, Bochum. Will that be enough? Who knows? Yeah. No, I like it. I like it. I like the bet. It was just something that I noticed when looking up while sure. you guys were talking. All right. So, uh, wait, am I up? You're up, Corey. No. Sorry. I'm up. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Not forgiven. Okay. Please, <laughs> love, please forgive me. Please forgive me. I love you. I love you. Love you too. All right. Anyways, so I'm piggybacking off of Thomas here. I only got two plays left and my last play really piggybacks off this kind of, it's a, you're going to see a similar trend here, but I'm going to take West Ham plus one and a half. That's the handicap right now on MGM. And I like that for the same exact reasons. I like Fulham, but it, it even, it applies to West Ham too, even though there's so much lower on the table, they're not getting blown out. They lost two to nothing to Man City, and they have covered one and a half in every match since. They're not getting blown out. Even if they lose, they're not losing by more than a goal. Especially not to Chelsea. Like, in all honesty, West Ham double chance probably has value. But I'm going to take West Ham plus one and a half, minus 175. And then I'm going to take Arsenal double chance against Man U on Monday. Parlay those two together. That one is minus one ninety, but it comes out to plus one thirty nine because Arsenal's a fucking wagon. All right. Um. So the, now I'm up, right? Yep. <laughs> All right. So uh, my last one. This is my last one. Uh, La Liga. 
Um, my first part of this, it's a two-leg parlay. Uh, Real Madrid, money line. They're at home versus Betis. Uh, Betis has played them pretty well, I guess. Um, last two seasons, the Real Madrid and Real Betis, uh, when Madrid is at home, uh, has gone 0-0. But um, I don't know. I just... I don't think uh, Betis can keep up with them. I think uh, Real Madrid will win. And then the other one <clears throat> that I'm going to add to that is uh, um, Atletico, uh, Real Sociedad host Atletico Madrid. When you hear of these two teams, uh, if, if you are a soccer fan, La Liga fan, the first thing you're going to think is like, oh, that, that's going to be like a 0-0 zero to zero or 1-0. to zero. Um both games last year um, went over. They went uh, two to one Atletico Madrid and two to two. Um, uh, the games in 2021, they went two to one, two to zero. And um, so I, it just seems like even though they're both very defensive teams, very lockdown teams, uh, uh, some sort of over played together uh, will work out with them. Um, so I'm going to go Real Madrid money line plus the over one and a half with Sociedad hosting Atletico at uh, plus one zero, uh, plus one oh two, <laughs> basically even money. Hate it. All right. So for my next play, I've got so this I'm going to break into two separate plays. Um, because one of so I'm going to play um both of these matches together. I'm going to also going to play one of them separately. So this is from the Finnish league. This is the final match before the split um, into the championship group and the relegation group. So the main play that I'm going to make is KTP money line plus 145 because for us, the equation is simple. We win this match and we've got first place. So I'm going into the final five matches after the split and we're basically home free as far as locking up no worse than the relegation, the um, promotion playoff to get back to the Vekas Liga. The other play that I'm going to make here is Nisten Helsinki paired with that. And I'm going to do Nisten Helsinki double chance against um, TPS because even though TPS is in second, Nisten is in sixth and they have to go for at least something because if they fail to win, the team in seventh could win their match and knock them out of the championship group, send them to the relegation group. So they've got to go all out for it. So KTP by itself is plus 145. I like our chances to get that on the money line. And then pairing these two together is plus 490. Plus 490. Yeah. yeah. Dan is known for hitting these huge plus money is that what you're most known for no i was kidding <laughs> there's a lot of things i'm known for plus 980 the other day the other day uh yeah that was the union um 2-1 play yeah that was perfect perfect play yep all right and then my last play is arsenal money line and that's plus 170 that makes perfect sense i know it's, it's on the road but united's gonna be gassed i just <laughs> I really like the way Arsenal's playing together. Yeah. No, I, th- I think that's a brilliant move. Yep. 
United still plays tomorrow, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Perfect. 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 We're going to, we're going to, we're going to tell that with Corey. Yeah, Uh, absolutely. Yeah. I don't have any more plays. So Dan, if you're up. Yep. I got one more. So I'm going to go Bristol Rovers and under two and a half goals. Some at plus three sixty five against Morecambe. Because we're just not a high-scoring team this year, but we're playing pretty well at home. And Morecambe hasn't been getting anything done away from home. So I think this some I think this is likely to finish either one-nil or two-nil. And yeah, I think I'm getting plus three sixty-five for on those two possibilities represents some really good value in this match. So Hopefully we can get back on track and get, get three points here. Now we'll go ahead and uh, trans, um, transition into the uh, Nebraska portion of the show where we're going to break down uh, Nebraska versus North Dakota. <laughs> North Dakota State. <laughs> that, that was just cruel. <laughs> you got uh, yeah. I have no idea. I don't think they're making lines. I, I, don't, I don't. Yeah, I don't think the lines are going to come out for um, FBS versus FCS until like a, a day or two before kickoff. Yeah. Yeah, but that, I know. That was going to be my. That was going to be my lock of the week was South Dakota State to cover versus Iowa. To be honest. Yeah, I like that one. Uh, I have no idea what another it one, is. Another one. There's another couple that I like. Minnesota to struggle against a team that is considered vastly like inferior to them, you know, not playing Ohio state to start the year, mm-hmm. but playing, you know, a central Michigan on a bad year or a uh, uh, fucking, I don't even know who, you know, like, it just seems like they always play. They got up. Then they just get upset two years ago by a really ball state. They got picked off last year by Bowling Green. Bowling Green. Yeah. 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 A bad Bowling Green. Oh, Bowling Green's terrible. Yes, yes, this is what happens to these guys. Yeah. You know, so so uh, them against New Mexico State. Give me the Aggies to cover. It's like 35 points or something. I'm seeing 36 and a half. Yeah, let's go. Let's see. All right. Keeping in mind the computer doesn't know anything about Minnesota yet. The computer's numbers say Gophers by 32. There we go. Yeah. That's a cover. That's a cover. That would um, be a cover. And then I'm going to go against you guys, but apparently they, they came out today and said that of the people that bought the tickets for the game, 75% of the people that are going to be in formerly known as Heinz Field are going to be West Virginia fans. Really? If it's 75%. That's interesting. If I was going to like clap back on what we were talking about yesterday, like, like what, what I want to remember for the, the, the most prolific, the most interesting backyard brawls, it was always at West Virginia. Yeah. Like, I can't even tell you where Pittsburgh played before they played at Heinz Field. Or they've they, always, always they always played there. Yeah. They've always played there. It's not going to have a vibe. There's no way if to it, have a if vibe. If there's 75% Mountaineer fans, it has a vibe. I don't know, man. Hey, I'll put it this way, too. Something else. I, I listened to the Lockmore boys today, and 
Graham Harrell is now the offensive coordinator at West Virginia. And Dan talked about Pitt's defense, pass defense specifically. Yeah. I mean, nothing to write home about. Worse than we're like statistically, they were worse than what Nebraska did last weekend. Right. Statistically speaking, you know. So you get a, you know, uh, what is it? Air, air, air raid. Yeah. You get an air raid style offense in there against a really bad pass defense. Yeah. It could work. Could be fun. Yeah. And actually did used to have an on-campus stadium. But oh, back, they, back in the Tony, wasn't it a dome? Wasn't no, it? it wasn't a dome. Um, let's see. So Pitt Stadium, they um, closed that in 1999. Hmm. So they had it for Marino and Dorsett and all those guys. Yeah. And then um, they moved moved into the Three Rivers. And once Three Rivers was demolished and replaced by Heinz Field, that was the Panthers' new home. Is there a line on South Dakota State at Iowa? Let's see if we can find it. It's going to be like plus 13, and I swear to God, they'll cover. They'll, I mean, they'll keep it close. It'll be close. I'll be stressed out the entire game. I'm almost positive. All right. Let's see. I don't know if this is a legitimate spread yet or if it's just a guess from this website, but it's saying Iowa by 15 and a half. No way, dude. Corey. Corey. You get South Dakota State plus 15 and a half. Where are yeah. you leaning? Jackrabbits, baby. Huh, me too. It doesn't even have to be that close of a game. I mean, it's like it could be like 10 or 11, you know, at the end. Or, yeah, I mean, at the end. Yeah, when they, they wear them down. It would be interesting. Wear them down. They're going to win by – they're going to win by either 14 or 17. And I put my money on 14. Yeah. 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 What's your prediction for Nebraska, North Dakota? If there's a line that comes out for North Dakota, Nebraska is going to cover it. They, they did this to me last year. I I'm, I'm sorry, but I have officially a hundred percent subscribed to what has happened in the recent past is going to continue to happen. The line, the line that I've found on Odd Shark suggests Nebraska by 21 and a half. I'll take it. I, I, dude, this is what happened. This is exactly what happened last year. And honestly, honestly, Illinois last year was thought of far less than Northwestern this year. True. And Northwestern was not thought highly of this year. Mm-hmm. And, and we lost to Illinois and we, like the, the 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 loss against Northwestern was far more competitive than the loss against Illinois. Illinois got a cushion in the second half. Yeah, Illinois really controlled that game. You know, at certain points. So the I was down bad after Illinois last year, more more so than I am this year. And, and it goes to what Dan said yesterday. You know, when that when that episode comes out, that this is an indicative thing on Frost, not necessarily Nebraska. You know, I think the play, I think Nebraska has talent and athletes and whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, but last year they played Fordham the week after. Fordham isn't anywhere near North Dakota State, closer to North Dakota. 
and I bet Ford in the cover, and Nebraska scored a touchdown with 12 minutes left to easily cover. Yeah. Scored again. Made me lose all hope. As I'm walking out of the stadium, Fordham scores again, or Nebraska scores again to completely clear the spread to the point where I'm like, oh, that's dead. Cool. Yeah, Thanks, yeah. guys. Thanks. You fucked me. And Pace even texts me. He's like, North Dakota money line. Is it worth the sprinkle? Like, no, dude. No. Nebraska. No, no way, dude. Not going to happen. Nebraska. <laughs> if, if North Dakota money line does hit, I don't even think they wait for Frost buyout to drop. <laughs> no, no, it'd be over. They might fight. Yeah. Trev Edwards will be like on the field, like being like, just give me, give me your keys. Give me your keys. <laughs> Hell, at that point, Trev <laughs> Alfred might just walk into John Cook's office and ask him to coach both the football and volleyball teams. <laughs> yep. So uh, okay. North Dakota. My, my uh, prediction for um, the, the saga of Scott Frost is Nebraska will handle these next two games with relative ease. They'll play Oklahoma fairly tough and um, get um, Nebraska fans' hopes up. They'll beat Indiana on homecoming, and then they're going to lo- they're going to fly out to Rutgers, lose on Friday night, and leave Scott Frost somewhere alongside the Jersey Turnpike. <laughs> that's a that's what I wanted to ask. Like, you guys destroy. North Dakota and Georgia Southern, is your hope going to be back or are you going to be like? No, no, hope doesn't come back until after Oklahoma. Yeah, I think they play Oklahoma really tough again. I really do. I think they'll lose. Like, it'll be, it'll be like where. Okay, here's the thing. Me as a Nebraska fan versus me as a Scott Frost fan, I need to see a bowl game. I don't care about Frost being fired. I kind of hope he does because I really do uh, stand true to my statement where, you know, the woo-hoo. You know, Frost was the perfect fit. Nobody's going to come in here. Nobody can win here. You can't win here anymore. And I think that's total bullshit. You see Pat Fitzgerald win Northwestern. You see DJ Fleck win in Minnesota. You see whoever the fuck the coach is at Wisconsin doing Wisconsin things. And you see Kirk Ferentz at Iowa. I do not buy any of that shit whatsoever. I mean, I don't, don't want to hear Nick Saban it. wins in freaking Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Like, yeah. that is not a destination. No, I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that. And the best part is, is I listed off all those names and none of them were confirmed head coaches before they took those jobs other than PJ Fleck. Right. Other than PJ Fleck. And he had one good year at Western Michigan. One amazing year. Right. Mm -hmm. So I don't buy that. I don't buy it. I don't buy it because the resources, the money, the facilities, the fan base, it's all there. It just takes the right coach. It has to be the right coach. It just got to be the right coach. And I, at this point, was burned by this hire to the point where I don't give a fuck what the name is. Just bring us the right guy. And I'm not going to have any expectations. I'm, I'm just, if it takes time, it takes time. We are, what, we are what, Nebraska, what Nebraska needs to do with its next hire is two things. A, they need to focus on hiring the right guy as opposed to hiring the exact opposite of the guy they just fired. Because... Nebraska has a history of going way in the opposite direction of whoever they just had as coach. And all it does is create an awkward transition. Like you go from Frank Solich to Bill Callahan, Bill Callahan to Bo Pelini. And to be fair, Bo Pelini worked out for a while, but then you go from Bo Pelini's um, 
personality to the friendly Mike Riley. I mean, you just have like you can't focus too much on finding a guy who's a 180 from who you just had. You just have to find a guy who is the right guy and stick with him. And Scott yep. Frost is the only one that Nebraska has given any time to. Yep. Like, Nebraska needs to pick a guy, give him a five-year deal, and say, do what you need to do. Get us to ex- get us some into bowl contention um, regularly by the end of this deal, and we'll take care of you. We're going to stay out of your way for, for these five years because we can't do any worse than what we've been doing. Go do what you need to do. Yeah, yeah. they'll figure it out eventually. They will. I mean, they could go to the pinstripe bowl for two, two straight years. And I'm pretty sure Nebraska fans would be ecstatic about that at this point. Right. Or nobody well, wants to I go mean, to the pinstripe bowl. <laughs> I mean, we want to see five, if we're going to go to the pinstripe bowl two years in a row, at least give us a fucking eight or nine one season. People in New York don't even want to go to the pinstripe bowl. Yeah. Like, I mean, you can be, you can be condescending all you want, Thomas. It's okay. I, I understand. <laughs> No, I think yeah, they should they should not have fired. Hey. I mean, I don't think both. Hey, 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 be honest. Hey, mm-hmm. let's just talk about this Saturday morning, if we can. <laughs> yeah, we can. We can. Yeah. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna need something to distract me from Union getting worse by Bayern. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, West Ham West Ham plays at 9 a.m. on Saturday too. So perfect. Yeah, I got I got KTP going at 8 a.m. your time. Union going at 8.30 your time, so I'll be ready. Yeah. Yep. And week one. All I really I, hey, I really like all our picks. I really like the board this weekend. I think this is going to be a good soccer weekend, and it's week one of college football. Obviously, we're excited for actual full slate of college football, you know, 15 hours of uninterrupted football on a Saturday in the fall. It's glorious. It is yep. glorious. So I think it's going to be a good weekend. I think we're going to have a lot of fun. I think we're going to make some money. And – uh We'll see you guys soon. Yep. Bye, guys. Sounds like a plan.